What's up, everybody? This is Illiterate. This week, we are covering Pinocchio. My name is Evan. I just checked out the new Guillermo del Toro film on Netflix. I'm hanging out with my buddy Taylor. Hello. I looked into the origins of the puppet boy. We're in a blessed year. A blessed year. (laughs) Two. Count them. Two. Two major, major (laughs) Pinocchio adaptations have hit massive platforms this year, the latter of which just released on December 9th, Guillermo del Toro at the helm. I just checked out that whole one. I did also go and check out the Disney Plus version with Tom Hanks. My God, um, yeah. I'm really interested to get to the bottom of this. It's, uh, you know, given this some real scrutiny and taking it a little more serious. It is serious. I, I you know, it's revisiting the themes. Yeah, I, yeah really. <laughs> you know, re- revisiting these themes. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about how you, what age is this appropriate? Not that this isn't age appropriate for children or something, but it, it is a little, you know, we're talking about mortality for real in its face. So uh, let's go on the journey. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> 60-ish films total ever made. It's hugely what? adapted as a property. <laughs> oh yeah. So it makes sense, Scott. We'd have two in a year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then on the literary side, I, I did not realize this is the third most translated literary work ever. <laughs> it goes the Bible, then the little prince, and then you Pinocchio. No. <laughs> what? I also and, uh, forgot that this is yeah. where like the the Disney twinkle that is on all of the intro <laughs> the music and, yeah this is <laughs> the, the song. Mu- this is it that started the the, the 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 fairy is singing it and I go oh my god this is it <laughs> that's their theme that's where they got <laughs> it totally from yeah completely forgot well just as a fun little beginning side note I looked into that too that song mm-hmm. is a Christmas song in the Nordic country, Sweden, Finland, Denmark, Norway. They you don't say they, they, yeah, they translated it into their languages, but it is a tradition, not traditional, but it is a popular song that plays oh, wow. around Christmas in that part of How the wonderful. world, which I had no knowledge of. It's kind of funny None. that like, that's incredible. Yeah. Because it's like the star of Bethlehem or the, what you know, it can have some yeah. sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian allegory to it, but it's. Love they that. got their own versions, yeah. <laughs> so it it carries yeah, more weight. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the entire time looking at the two versions, realizing, oh yeah, this is this is a huge this is a huge part of Disney. Wait, this is like backbone <laughs> Disney. This is core <laughs> Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then with that, like all the different things that it's done for people, I won't get into all of them, but the core story itself is almost this uber myth story. You could take it from ideological, anthropological, psychoanalytical, Freudian readings, even a Christian reading. Geppetto is Mm. the Italian derivation for Joseph, who is also a carpenter who has Mm. a son. Mm. Blue Mm. is the Virgin Mary color, (laughs) giving life. Oh my gosh. Resurrecting, you know, everything like that. So people take the story because it is so loose and has so many different symbolisms that you wanted to take yeah watching Guillermo's I was also going like this is like two steps away from Frankenstein (laughs) oh yeah yeah so in a way um in terms of uh wanting a a creature animating a creature and at at a point the society does not accept him and so god this is right this is right there parallel with him with it oh exactly Um, yeah the way he yeah the way he described it a child thrown into the real world brought to life by a father who expects them to figure out morals, ethics, 
what makes something a human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, you you got there before I could. <laughs> that's that's what he's all about. No. <laughs> yeah, if you think of it as a as him as a as a uh, scientist monster creation, it, it, it's <laughs> it's right there in Del Toro's. It's interest. right there. It's really close. This is just like a little bit of a spill, and whoops, a scientist monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Del Toro even said that he saw the Disney film at an early age. He said it's one of the scariest films he's ever seen. Horrifying. Uh, yeah, we well, that definitely came up. Absolutely, absolutely. We, in particular, uh, you know, as I said, I didn't uh, watch the entire Disney Plus version, but one sequence that we did seek out in particular was the donkey mm-hmm. transformation sequence, and it's just as horrifying. It's, I think they're they're pulling shots right out of it. Um, it's grotesque and horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Is it even a kids? You know, it doesn't feel like a kids thing. Why would Disney right pick this up in the first place? And so when we, you know, we went back to that one after checking out Guillermo's. And so while Guillermo's, I'm like, okay, so what, at what age would a kid be, you know, would, can we really, you know, okay, we're going to talk to the spirit of death in another realm yeah. um, and talking about the weight of mortality. You know, that's a, that's a, way, a bit more on the nose, way more on the nose than the, mm-hmm. than the Disney version. So I'm like, okay. I'm willing to go there, but now I'm trying to think if we're talking about a f- four, five-year-old kid. Now are we talking about a six-year-old kid? You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> I'm trying to understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's uh let's jump to we'll start with in the original sense, what the original was and did and what it was Please. for. And then maybe some Give of the historical around to stand bases. on, Taylor. I need it. <laughs> yeah. The guy who wrote it, Carlo Lorenzini, which then Carlo. Yeah, his writer's <laughs> name Colodi, or I don't know how to pronounce that properly in Italian. But excuse us. Uh, yeah, he uh, Carlo. Uh, I I was in, beautiful that they did take that as the name of Geppetto's lost son. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I that struck us uh, immediately um, when the car- when the credits rolled. We we were looking out for just who the author was and we went, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wink and a nod there. The dead son grief angle isn't there in the original story. I think no. that was even not a big part of other adaptations. Just really? the, the, the modern Disney one live action. Oh my gosh. They bring that in, but that's not a part of it. Um, yeah. Now the, I have no you, idea what yeah. it's going to be about. <laughs> <laughs> so so this guy Carlo was originally employed in the context of this to translate fairy tales. This is 1875 okay. for this publisher. And he does a good job of it. And so they ask him, hey, can you write some straight up Italian ones, not translating okay. French or yeah. German? Hopefully throw in some good morals. This is for kids. And so this becomes the story of a marionette in 1881 serialized mm-hmm. in a newspaper and then becomes the whole they package them together in 83 but mm-hmm. uh the big difference that then Disney even eschews which messes with people's perceptions of the whole thing is Pinocchio is is a little pill like he's a little imp he's he's <laughs> he has no he's like you know if Frankenstein started immediately destroying everything he has to mm-hmm. make the complete jump from you're a disaster to hey maybe have some sense and uh right it's like in fantasia trying to teach the teapot (laughs) right (laughs) you know how to calm down or the Um, buck yeah the brooms and the yeah yeah yeah. whatever so it's like 
Upon being born, Pinocchio immediately laughs in Geppetto's face and steals his wig and is causing mayhem. That's definitely ringing true in the uh, in the Guillermo version. Um, right. They, I think they do. They definitely lean on elements of that. More the wacky because Disney didn't they, – they had a version of that and they're like, this isn't – we want him to be more naive – but and and playful and fun, but more. They want you to love Pinocchio. <laughs> and yeah, in Guillermo's, yeah. you will. But right off the bat, it's you're. It's kind of terrifying, and he's like doesn't know the consequences of anything. Um, yeah. And so Geppetto is like absolutely uh, up over his head. Um, and exactly, and I, yeah. I loved how much they were letting that breathe and hearing that this is actually a lot of the thrust of the original, the energy of the Pinocchio character. I, I actually really like that they have so much of that uh, on the front end of Guillermo's version. Definitely. I don't know if they have this because this is also on the front end. This cricket who's not named Jiminy, but cricket <laughs> comes and tells him about, hey, here's yes. disobedience. Here's what not to do. And he smashes it with a hammer and kills Go! It. No, he kills it. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and no, that's it. No, well, the, the yeah. cricket is definitely still uh, present. It's not Jiminy. It is just a cricket. Yeah. And they give it a bit of a different uh, backstory. He's kind of like a listful writer. And so he like learns like the value of things by watching this story unfold <laughs> and, and then being part of it uh, eventually. Um, so, gosh, my guy had no idea. It was just murdered <laughs> brutally. That's part of his. That's part of his. Uh, yeah. <laughs> His imp- impishness is just, hey, don't <laughs> oh, smush, gone, no. dead. And uh, I won't get into all of it because it's this first part is 15 chapters. But in the end, the cat Boy. and the fox, who are not good influences, he gets caught up with them. They string him up from a tree by a noose and he's choking. Mm. And that's the end. Dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tragedy. It's like, don't oh, disobey and be churlish or this will happen. <laughs> Pinocchio, no, not Pinocchio. (laughs) He got hung to death and died. And that's it. (laughs) This did not go over well with the publisher who's like, that's it. It's got to be a part two. And, and. So So months and months later is uh, chapter 16, hot off the press and goes to chapter 36. But this is the redemption and the fairy is in there. And by the Ah, end, here we go. Turns him into a real boy. And so, mm. in a way, thematically balances the paternal with Geppetto, and then this maternal is is the second mm. half of mm. this story. So, kind of interesting that that's not all the yes. rigmarole, but it's episodic, it's wacky adventures every chapter, and eventually he's... Oh, I love that he I'm, was like, and that's the end, and <laughs> people are like, like looking at him like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Carlo. Go back Karma. to translating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. Because I was like, I was sure, you know, I was going to hear about the backstory of some tragic accident and a boy and, you know, and, you know, mm-hmm. I, but no, none of it. That's all, that's all Disneyfied. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, when it works, it works. I can't blame Disney, but uh, that this is, um, I'm fascinated. This is amazing. This is, uh, this is wonderful. Yeah. Well, I, I like you said, you'd think some sometimes Dr. Seuss, whoever, were like, oh, this is their childhood. This is their upbringing. Not so with Carlo. If mm-hmm. you want, we can talk about why the heck he's doing this. Reminded me like last week with the Charles Dickens stuff where it's like yes. something's going on in Italy. And yes. this is yes. what he is. 
the socioeconomic factors. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of I don't know if you want to speak to like Guillermo does it a bit in this. It's it's not because this is eighteen seventies Italy versus nineteen. 19- 30s is where he sets it. Right? Oh yeah, that's pretty direct allusions to uh, to to the Nazis, um, making no right. no real uh, qualms about that. That's they might as well. I mean, they get so close that there were almost aspects about it where they're not having like the actual iconography in it, but there there's other things that are so identical that it they could have they could have sidestepped some of that too. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost thinking a little too close. Um, it's like, this I'm is like, I get it. No, yeah. I get it. <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly, exactly, exactly. It does actually arise to that occasion. It definitely has those elements. And I was, I was wondering if that would be part of the story too, but it does. I don't know that uh, <laughs> in terms of, uh, you know, <laughs> Nazis, um, I think it's that's, too, it's uh, a little too early historically. It's a little too early. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but that is where, that's where Guillermo, Guillermo's is set. So I was definitely interested in that aspect of it. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty in, interested to hear exactly what they were speaking to in the original. Yeah, so what has just happened 10 years previous is the unification of Italy, which I can't get into the politics of that because I There's another not... podcast for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somewhere else. But my stupid explanation is consolidating lots of different states on the Italian peninsula into a single state in 1861, the Kingdom of Italy and the capital mm. is Rome mm. and all of that. And I couldn't even tell you also what sides or what angles Carlo was or was not interested in in relation to this, but he was Mm -hmm. a journalist and he was writing satirical newspapers that got censored and was in the political scene Mm. talking about these topics, which again reminds me of Dickens and caring about the state of his country. And so definitely he, he forego. This is then the jump where he says, well, I, I'm going to get out of this fairy tales, children's stuff, start translating. He, he gets at, but it's interesting that he has, he knows the, I don't know, thematic <laughs> interests of the time <laughs> to make an allegory of, uh, yes, he's not yes, blind yes. to that. But I also thought, I, I didn't realize that this is in the start of the golden age of children's literature. Uh, mm. And a concept that I didn't even think about was just even the concept of childhood being mm. a thing that came about in the 1700s. Like, oh, maybe we should do things differently for kids versus <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Because maybe progression like, is like a, its a own track. And then there's an, another track for once you get to that level. It's almost yeah. like you're not an adult when you are born. Yeah, or it's the tabula rasa blank slate, so we've got to give them exactly everything that they need, which comes from the fairy tale morals, didactic, educational mm-hmm. versus, hey, maybe this can just be loony or this can just be mm-hmm, something for mm-hmm. kids to not have their adult parents or guardians reading to them that is teaching them a lesson or I don't know. I just I just never thought about that where it's like, oh, this is also why this booms and becomes popular is because – it's a 36 chapter thing for kids where it, it, there is a moral element to it, but he's 10 years after Alice in Wonderland, but then after mm. him comes Treasure Island and Jungle Book and Peter Pan and Little Women across oh the, my gosh, the pond. So yes. it's, you know, that's, that's very shortly I after see, the next 20 years or so. And you wouldn't think of those as purely moralistic fairy tale 
type story. So he's he's right in that mm, sweet spot where it's a little wow. bit okay. that and a little bit not. So makes sense historically why. Well, but, I'm starting uh, to really separate yeah. the Disney Pinocchio and Pinocchio writ large. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, right, right. Separate separate things. And this is this is I'm definitely I think I just assumed and even after watching parts of the uh the Disney version today, seeing how much of that version is intrinsic to the entity of Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, uh, I, this is, gosh, Disney is late in the game <laughs> when it comes to this yeah. property. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to pull off is, is pull out of this is that the Italy part of the, in, the intrinsic creation of this is kind of just overwritten uh, later on. So let's get this, let's get this socioeconomic bit out because this is really the kernel that I think is, is everybody just forgets about this. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we've got unification that's just happened and the adults are in tumult and the country itself is, nice. is is having a major shift in reorganizing. In the mm-hmm. novel, Pinocchio is very much punished for disobeying. I mean, God, he gets hanged <laughs> halfway through. <laughs> and so it's kind of interesting that- The that, end. What? That, uh, yeah. Uh, in Del Toro's, it's not as much like, hey, this is follow the rules and you're going to- or else, you know, it's kind of right. like find your- It's a different take on it for sure. But it, in this time- the mad and wacky mishaps show, hey, you're lost and powerless in a grown-up land. That's for the kids' side of things mm-hmm. uh, to understand. But from the political and social side, at the time of the writing, there was a big problem with these naive peasants from the country venturing into ridiculous situations because of industrialization <laughs> happening at the same time and needing labor in cities and the the youth of the time. Having these just decisions an ignorant, just an yeah. ignorant little Pinocchio walking <laughs> himself right into a meat grinder because it's the industrial <laughs> <Exactly>. revolution. <laughs> yeah, God, or emigrating to other countries, flight out of Italy, and it's like, well, we need st- people with right. strong moral fiber, not rejecting their responsibilities, and so that's <laughs> a call to arms for the young people of Italy. That's all the donkey stuff in Pleasure Island or Toyland. It's like if you don't go to school, you're going to be doing backbreaking labor and people are going to be taking advantage of you. You're a donkey. You're stupid. <laughs> like get Lord. an education. Get you know, there's yeah. there's yeah. there's strong strong cultural elements to it that were not lost in the 1870s. That donkey on- yeah. You getting taken advantage of angle, it stings. <laughs> you got played and now you're a dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Yeah. So that, I mean, th- th- what also works with it, though, is the epic hero mythological death, rebirth, metamorphosis, journey to the underworld, the belly of the beast, whale. You right. know, he he knows how to also put a, a veneer of this story has been told by Dante and Homer yes. and other ancient myths that fit with it. So it's it's wild that it has all of that. Lord. Oh it has God. what it needs for the time. It has a big Uber myth structure and it's also the beginning of children's literature wow. too. So why it is number 3 translated of all time. Oh my God. Um and so just there so I'm <laughs> just I'm having my own journey here and I want to pull it out and put a period on it. Um my own revelation of when we say Pinocchio's the third 
most copied text on the planet, that iteration, that initial iteration of this property, that means nothing to do with Disney. And that's really <laughs> fascinating to me that generally what I accept of in my mind, the zeitgeist of Pinocchio, Pinocchio and Geppetto that rushes to my mind, that has nothing to do with with really how big this character is and how much is even in this story. And so it's now nice to see all of the things that Disney ignored still having a place to get seen. And now we're seeing uh, Guillermo's version and Guillermo's version is able to really delve deep on all of those other elements that didn't make it into the Disney version. Well, I, you're, you're exactly right. I started picking up on that, looking into this stuff and then made me think about, so why not make it in Italy or what was Italy doing with this or what else was, was right. being, <laughs> being made with this. And it's also intertwined with Disney's thing. There is a film lost called The Adventures of Pinocchio. No. And this no. was the first cell-drawn animated feature film. This is before Snow White. This is before Disney starts mm. his whole big oh my feature thing. Not the first time we've talked about lost films. Yeah, yeah. So there are some still frames. I'll post a link to some stuff. But they basically exhausted the finances. But there was allegedly... 50 to 150,000 drawings, 2,500 feet of film, 105 minutes of this thing that oh was completely drawn. And from what I could tell, this is also lost. The history is lost to history. So take this with mm. some salt. But Walt Disney had acquired the rights. So basically, this is not in the public domain yet. So these people that have it, have it. Mm. And he acquires the rights during Snow White which came out in 37 because this thing couldn't come out in 36. Snow White comes out in 37. Mm -hmm. He gets the rights and then his Pinocchio comes out in 40. And there was something okay. that I saw that said maybe in the contract with what was going on, the Italian filmmakers who did the adventures of Pinocchio were given a, a big sum, but a part of that was destroying the film. So well, that's a, uh, a myth oh or a thought that it's like, yeah, because he doesn't want anything else. Oh my gosh, that they did it on. Yeah, well, because it got it went into public domain in forty, the same year that Pinocchio came out. So oh that's interesting. Gosh. Also, <laughs> that is interesting. Got a conspiracy here. Yeah, <laughs> the Pinocchio conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other the other myth or thought is that instead of it being destroyed, that Disney just has the negative somewhere forever and stole their ideas or used, you know, <laughs> oh, that works for this <laughs> sequence, you know. Oh, yeah, it's lost. Yeah, no, that's uh, gone. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting somewhere. And nobody will ever see it. So, wow. that, that it, it, did, it did have an iteration. I'm loving there's some question, just even that there's any question at all. It's like, well, did did Disney put the kibosh on another version <laughs> so that theirs could be successful? That's hilarious. And I like to think of the cartoonish version of Walt Disney that's making this happen behind the scenes. Yeah. It's, it's fun. <laughs> he flies to Italy, yeah. Pre-World, yeah. right before World War II, just, yeah. <laughs> this it, it feels like it belongs in the Roger Rabbit like universe. Like that happened in... <laughs> Roger Rabbit uh, mm. canon <laughs> of yeah of what happens with well it, yeah it is 
I mean, it is the thing too, where it's like, like we say, oh, Disney, this is Pinocchio. He's the impish, but not really just mostly naive kid. And he looks like a boy, except for the joints that are made of wood. But that's not how most people would have known him. I want to show, I'll, I'll post a, put in the link in the show notes, yes. but uh, there, I, I sent Evan a picture here, which everyone can look at as well mm-hmm. of this Pinocchio. Does this look familiar at all? Oh my God. Incredibly. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, um, I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath. What I'm yeah. looking at looks like what, you know, n- having no context at all. This is straight. This might as well be concept art for Guillermo's version. What you're looking at is illustration from a 2002 version of Pinocchio with illustrations by this guy, mm. Grizz Grimley, which I i don't know if that's a pen name or not, but it sounds like Grizz it. Grimley. Grimley. And so- It's a fantastic name. <laughs> this this was his, his, uh, his idea, his take on it, and he's going to direct this film. Based on his okay. his his renderings, it's one to one. Del Toro, oh my god, sla- is yeah. on it. He's going to produce. This wasn't okay. going to be his. This wasn't going to be his thing. But then things get shifted around. He takes it over. It goes into development hell. And fourteen years later, it's all his baby. But yeah. I didn't realize that it, it's like oh, oh it's based on Pinocchio. No, it's also based on a very specific Pinocchio. Yeah, and the interpretation. So of what it. happened to Grizz? I think he just was working on other stuff. Oh, he did a he did a uh, hocus pocus book. That was the most recent one that came uh, out. His okay. illustrated okay. his illustrated so version goes on to do some hocus pocus work. Yeah, I mean he's done Very Frankenstein, okay. Edgar Allan Poe. It's like he's a he's a. So they know him. They know. Yeah, him. <laughs> we know. Gri- yeah, gri- we know Grizz. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he's fine. Uh, no, uh, this is fantastic. This artwork is is absolutely beautiful. And um, if this was dated two thousand and three, man, they did not change a beat. Um, there's even yeah. story. Uh, there's some story beat in here that I'm just like, man, they're okay. They just they kept that uh, the way it was. Um, <laughs> this is beautiful. Yeah. This really it's fantastic. Uh, and and to pull out, you know, looking at this version. Looking at Guillermo's version and looking when you, it's so different. But yeah. that's again to say the Disney version is just the Disney version. The Disney version is not all Pinocchio. It's actually not even the biggest Pinocchio. That's, that's <laughs> crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy to me. But it's so, it's interesting then to be able to really uh, have all of these different elements, this very different interpretation. Uh, of the character visually mm-hmm. and then all of these story beats that didn't make it into the Disney version that got so popularized uh, to then get a fully formed, beautiful, gorgeous version uh, at this level with this different interpretation. You know, I was thinking about looking at the two versions and how much the, you know, the Disney version is exactly like the cartoon. And then yeah. Guillermo's is very, very different, but it's also very the same too. So if I had to break it down, it's as much the same as it is different, which is really interesting <laughs> to me um, Yeah, because you can only change it so much, but they really do. They really change it. But at the heart, it's very, very much the same. A lot of a very much some of the same, very same things <laughs> happen. But you yeah. really get a, a very, a very different a dynamic look at this thing, going to some different, very different places. 
I, I, yeah. I was, it was quite the quite a quite the journey to to compare these two um, because there's so much to go on that I'm just when I think Pinocchio I think the Disney the Disney Pinocchio and that's all there is to go on well, I'm like no 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 there's so much more to go on and in fact this Guillermo version isn't just him like oh this is what I would want. It's, no it's yeah. actually well, it's, it's it's been in the book <laughs> and he probably left out twelve chapters to to make yeah it. yeah 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 oh, God. yeah. My God, I do. I do want to throw out at the at the end here two other talking about different versions of Pinocchio. Disney had Disney did a did a live action one before this one, which nobody knows about. Really, uh, really. It, in two thousand, it was also a musical, and it was called Geppetto, oh. and it was from the perspective of oh, Geppetto, no. live action. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Drew Carey is Geppetto. <laughs> oh, and no. uh Julia Louise Dreyfus. Oh my gosh, I didn't I did not remember this. I did not remember Nobody this does. <laughs> Nobody does it all. But uh it's out there. Interesting that but it but it they have to base it off of the cut the thing that they made, you know. So it's like essentially the Tom Hanks thing again, but just different scenes when Pinocchio's off doing other things. But it can't <laughs> I don't know look what like him. <laughs> That's so yeah. weird. Yeah. Oh, yes, I do. I do. You see that? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Weird. So I, Disney. How has Disney kept... done this? How has Disney erased all other versions of this character in my mind? I've And I've <laughs> seen these images before. And and for some reason, it's, it's like I've been gaslit into thinking <laughs> that Pinocchio is always, it's only a Disney character. That's the only version of it that exists and everything else is the fake version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. There is a, if you want some more laughs, the, the funniest version that I saw, which exists in its totality was sort of lost and then fans stitched it together. No, no. Uh, redid the color correction, all that stuff. It's called Pinocchio in outer space came out in 65 yes it is unhinged but also quite good in the sense of like it it goes from a to b to c and makes sense but (laughs) there's he's he's uh contacted by a space alien turtle and they go out and fight astro the space whale and other adventures thank you thank you I'm seeing here uh, a, a whole franchise on Pinocchio 3000 where he's in the future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he has several entries in his own canon and timeline. Yeah, this going is fascinating. Here, there, um, and everywhere. But they still keep God. him a wooden boy for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm just enjoying all of the different Pinocchios because I'm ever going like, oh man, why would I want a different version of Pinocchio? It's like, well, you're crazy because there's all been a thousand different ones and the Disney one was just one of them and kind of late to the game. Yeah. <laughs> why? Well, I was, was going to say in, in a bizarre, hopefully this makes sense. We covered it already. And Guillermo, in a way, you know how the original, he it's like sort of a tragic take on Pinocchio. I feel like Nightmare Alley yes. is... His take, Stan, is the tragic Pinocchio. He craves acceptance from his father, but spirals into violence and addiction. And snapping. Becomes Mm -hmm. a a creature instead of a human. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's the reversal. You got it, 100%. You've already done this, Guillermo. You got it. 
It's his themes. He loves it. Oh, it's it. right up his alley. Yeah. Gosh, oh my gosh. Uh, well, I'm just loving, I'm just loving all the new fidelity I'm finding in this, where I'm just like, now I'm not just, I'm not just, a, I'm not just comfortable with Guillermo's new version. I'm now, I'm now comfortable with the idea that Disney's version is only one of many, and I mean many, 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 many. Um, yeah. It takes, I don't know why it takes, but it certainly does. It takes a refresher in some of this stuff um, because it's not as cemented as you think it is. Everything is in motion. Um, <laughs> this is this has been a delight to, to get a real refresher here and get out from underneath the, the loom and doom of the Disney uh, all-encompassing umbrella. Yeah, uh, guys, go check out uh, the new version. Uh, check out uh, any any version of, of Pinocchio and uh, and and see what you might see in it. Because uh, good lord, there's a, there's plenty to pick from. Thank you guys for sticking with us this long. Uh, it means the world uh, to us. Thank you, Taylor, for all the research. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Get in touch with us at illiteratepod at gmail.com. Until next week, we'll catch you right back here. Stay safe until then. See you then.